Welcome to On The Stoop with Suave, the place where the best conversations with your favorite people happen. On this episode, Suave has his first comedian, Detroit native and Instagram funny man, Carrie Boy, on the stoop, where they'll be discussing social media sketch comedy, LA life, concrete mixing trucks, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, DJ Suave. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On The Stoop with Suave. My name is DJ Suave, and today my guest is funny man, Carrie Boy, y'all make some noise. Ooh, I like the applause. How you doing? Man, I can't call it. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good if this pollen would tear my nose up. Man, it's still early spring, so you got a long time to go. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, pretty man. much. Um, it is a beautiful day out here in, in sunny Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I want to know, how did you end up in L.A.? Man. I just moved out here on some I'm about to chase my dreams type of stuff. But, I mean, it's been working out. I've been here for, like, almost three years, and it's been a lot of connections and deals that I closed and a lot of stuff I'm trying to do as of filming and being an actor and an entertainer. So I think so far I accomplished a lot, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to accomplish some more. And how long have you been out here? Uh, Two years so far. It's not bad, man. Yeah. I mean, all, all you can do is go up from here. Pretty much. That's pretty much the deal. <laughs> what what got you into sketch comedy? Um, I don't know, man. I was just sitting around the house um, looking at the Vine videos. Mm. And I was like, man, maybe I could do this. Because I've always been that funny, interactive dude in my family and around my friends. So when I first put myself on like a like camera, in front of a camera, and I was filming, and I was doing all of these things. I was getting the excitement from it, and it just made me want to do more. But I mostly got it from watching Will. So I was watching Will Smith on Fresh Prince, and then that kind of made me want to act already. So I was like, all right, maybe I could do this. (laughs) Have you had the chance to meet Will Smith? I have not. Okay. I've done a lot to try to get his attention and it's not working. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast or if you're looking at the YouTube video, if you know Will Smith or how to get a hold of Will, make sure that y'all let Will know about Carrie. All right? It'll be soon. I feel like everything happens for a reason. So, if I didn't meet him now, then I'm going to meet him at the right time. That law, laws of attraction type thing. Yeah, pretty much. I can dig it. So, then, is it easy to say that Will Smith is somebody that you kind of look up to as you know, maybe a role model in this industry? He's one of the people. Um, I look up to him because I see a lot of myself in him and a lot of things that he does for himself and the community and, I don't know, just for his family. He's a real good family man, too, and I always see myself as a good family man or when I get a wife and kids, I'll be a good family man, close to what he is. Right. He's close to what my dad is. My dad is a huge family man. My dad is a huge entertainer, but he, my dad doesn't want to get involved with the entertainment. He's just like that with his family. Right. So, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of my dad that I see in Will, and it's a lot of Will that I see in my dad, and then in both of them I see myself. Nice. So nice. So speaking of family, where are you from originally? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. The D town, and. So before you came to L.A., was there a pit stop in between or we went straight from the D straight to L.A.? Uh, I moved from Detroit to Houston. Okay. Uh, my dad stays in Houston. He moved out there when he got remarried. 
and I just went out there on some, I want to try something new. So my dad actually drove from Houston to Detroit and brought me from Detroit to Houston. Mm -hmm. So that was a long ass drive. (laughs) Oh Lord, I can only imagine. (laughs) Man, just the two of y'all though? It was just, yep. Just I mean, that's, that's some good bonding time. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you call it sleeping <laughs> bonding. <laughs> Are you one of those guys? Yeah. I mean, he was asleep for uh, a long time, and then I drove, and then I was asleep. Man, I, I went on a road trip with my aunt from Denver to Vegas, and I promise you, she woke up like twice. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of road trip buddy are you, man? You whack. Nah, I can't be road tripping with somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, never again. You'll fly from now on. Right. All right. So Detroit, Houston, boom. Now we're here living a dream, chasing a dream. Pretty much. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, have you given yourself a timetable to say, okay, I'm here. I'm going to give myself until this particular, because some people don't, don't stop chasing the dream. Right. You know, I said, I'm going to chase this dream. Is, that, is there an end date? Are no. We, are we going to go till we get it? No, nah, we're going to go until we get it. We're going to ride to the wheels nice. for a long. I like that. <laughs> and the reason I ask is because, you know, a lot of people, they quit mm-hmm. the day before they dream, you know, was supposed to happen. Like, I think right. they said more, uh, Morgan Freeman didn't get his first acting role. He was in his 40s. Right. Something like that, like late in life. I mean, know? of course, people want it a little bit sooner than when it happens, but... To me, it's just all about having fun with it. If you're not having fun with what you do, then it's always going to be a, a time limit for you. Like It's like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? But if you're having fun with it, you don't really think about when it's going to happen. You're just trying to get your way there. Nice. So, so I like it. I like it. Um, outside of Will Smith, who inspires you? Um, Celebrity-wise or just? Just in general. Uh. My parents inspire me. Um, my mom does a lot. She did a lot for me when I was a kid, and my dad extremely does a lot. Actually, all of my funny side comes from him, or from his whole family, his side of the family. The whole funny side comes from that, and that inspired, inspired me as a kid nice. to want to do something for my family. Like My family is such a huge, a huge inspiration for me, and I've been trying to do things to create opportunities for them so that way they can see the world the way that I do now. And I'm trying to create an opportunity for myself so that way I can inspire the people and whatever kids I have in the future. So I would say my family inspires me and like Dave Chappelle or Will Smith or Chris Rock, the people like the real OGs Mm -hmm. that really made a name for themselves when they was out here doing their thing. Those are the people that inspire me because People like that really didn't care what people thought. Right. Like Dave Chappelle, he'd be on stage and he'd say stuff no matter what people think. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and that made me kind of want to do stand-up too. Yeah. So I'm trying to trying to prepare myself for stand-up soon. I'm not going to say sure. when I'm going to do it, but I'm trying to get myself open enough to be like, yeah, I'm about to do stand-up. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes Chappelle says some stuff and you're just like... Ooh. But that's but I, I think the same thing when I do videos is just like people are just sensitive. Like the shit that I used to do, it's like this is what I felt. Like whether you like it or not, it's a joke. Right. So it's like either you can take a joke or you can't. So I, I don't know. No, I'm I'm with you because I tell people out the gate, yo, I got a fucked up sense of humor. I'm on like that Tosh D 
Daniel Tosh shit. Like, like I laugh at shit that I'm really not supposed to laugh at. Right. You know, <laughs> and like then, actually on the way here in the Uber, the Uber driver was talking to me and he sounded like he had like, I, I don't know how to explain it without sounding mean. Fuck it. Though. <laughs> it he out, sounded man. like he was retarded. So it was just like, I'm like, damn, I did not want to laugh at him in his face. Cause he was like, you want to get on? I'm like, just just take me here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. You know, and I think nowadays, you know, people have gotten, you know, the, the height of the, the world is just so sensitive. But I'm like, you know, I come with the, uh, what they call that? A, um, um, I come with a, pre, uh, a pre-warning or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to let you know, I got a fucked up sense of humor. Like I do, too. I mean, old lady me fall, and my brothers used to laugh at stupid shit. Look, if an old lady <laughs> fall on this curb right now, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to help well, her I think, up. I think, well, you know, I'm gonna help if, her it's up. My, if it's my grandma or something, well, yeah, I wouldn't laugh. Yeah, no. Actually, I think I would, but then I'd be like, grandma, you, you all right? <laughs> Hip okay, because <laughs> I know me and my brothers, we we crack up, but we'll be like, "Are you good? Right? Are you good?" That shit was funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, comedy. That's that's your thing. Yeah. Right. It's 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 always well. I want to say it's my thing. It's just my personality. Okay. So you're so I mean so then let's just look at it this way. Would you say I'm more of a naturally funny person versus a comedian? Oh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely natural. Okay. So it, it, it's all natural for me. Like how I act in all my videos is how I act in person. Right. It's no difference. I'm not acting unless I'm playing a certain role. But if I'm being funny in a video, that's exactly how I am. If you see me on the street somewhere, sometimes I'm quiet. Right. Like, you know, I have, I do have a switch where I'll be super chill, but I'm like super hype. I can, I can, Take everybody's attention in the party, but at the same time, people would think I'm a mute. <laughs> and I used to be a mute when I was young. Ah. Like, nobody could get any words out of me. Like I was so quiet. And now people like from my high school or elementary school, they all think like, "Damn, this is a whole different person." <laughs> like they've never seen that side of me. Nice. So let's play a game. Ooh. All right. Super. Now. Your comedy or Mount Rushmore? Mm. Wait, say it again. Your comedian comedy Mount yeah. Rushmore top four right comedians. Mm-hmm. Who are your four favorite? Four favorites. I like Mike. I like Dave. Um, Kevin Hart is in there. Um, is it is it just comedians or is it the four funniest people you know? How about that? That you would put on your Mount Rushmore. Okay, so Will, Dave, um, I'm not sure so much about Chris Tucker, but he was definitely one of them, and Will. Will's funny. You said Will twice. I said Will twice? Mm -hmm. All right, so Will, Dave, Kevin, and if not Chris Tucker, then uh, Mike Epps. Okay. (laughs) There you have it, y'all. All right. Um, being in in the in the spotlight, you, I'm sure people approach you all the time. With, you know, like most comedians say, you know, make me laugh, funny man, or whatever. But oh, you, man. but but, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that you're funny twenty four seven. Like you have to no. be 
hey, you know what? I, I am naturally a funny guy, but I, I'm also about my business. I'm also right. serious at times. Do people kind of, when you're in that serious moment, like, you know, if you're walking down the street and, you know, you're having a serious conversation and people interrupt you and you're like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, do people misconstrue that for some adjective like, oh, he's stuck up or he's this, he's that. When in actuality, you're like, bro, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I ain't jokey, well, no, jokey, 24 seven. The difference between me and other people is that I'll tell you. I'm just like, I, I'll tell you when I don't want to be bothered. I'll tell you when I'm just, I need my space. I want to be by myself. I'll tell you. I'll let you know so you don't think that I'm stuck up. Right. Because I know how it is to talk to somebody and they actually stuck up. So I don't want to, I don't want anybody to look at me as that kind of person. But sometimes I do like my time. I like my space, especially my space, because I definitely sometimes feel overcrowded. Mm -hmm. So I love my time and I love my space. And I love if people communicate with me like I'm a human being, like what you were saying about Kevin when he was like, you know, I'm a human being. Talk to me. Right. So if you're talking to me like a human being, then I won't have no problem with you. I'll tell you what I'm feeling because Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. I can tell you what I feel. Nice. (laughs) So. So how many times do you randomly, man, just walking down the street or in the club and somebody just, hey, you that guy? I get it every once in a while. I ain't that big yet to be like, oh, where they notice me straight off rip. But people like sometimes get me confused with other people. So it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> who who have, in that conf- lane. who have you been confused with? I done got confused with King Batch. I done got confused with uh, B-Dot. He's the uh, basketball impersonator and sometimes Terrence J. <laughs> okay, I can see the Terrence J. <laughs> All right, nah, you walked right into that one. I, <laughs> I can for sure see that one. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man. So when I actually meet these people, I'll be trying to look at my my face in them. I'm like, nah, I don't see it. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about sketch comedy. Yeah. You know, I think people, we see the end product. Right on Instagram, you know. Um, stupid question. You have a YouTube channel, right? I do, because I just watch everything on Instagram. Well, it's not a stupid question because I just got started on YouTube. Oh, okay. I should have been on it, but um, I'm going heavy on YouTube now. I got about 35k, so it's not as much as my other following on my other platforms. But I'm trying to make it one of my biggest platforms. So I'm trying to put my full focus on my YouTube videos so that way I can show people more than comedy. I can show them the dramatic side, the comedy side, or whatever side I want to put on there. Right. So that's that's the lane I'm trying to go with YouTube. Okay. Sketch comedy, sorry. Right. We get to see the end result. Mm-hmm. What goes behind? Walk me through, say, your last sketch from beginning to very end. Like, what what's the behind the scene? hustle and struggle that people don't get to see? Well, what people don't see behind all the sketches that I do is the hard work that we put behind it. Like, how long it takes to edit, how long... Because now it's like, it's not as easy as it used to be where you get just to pull the phone out and you just record and post. Mm -hmm. Now you got to edit. Like, you got a camera, you got to make sure the audio right, you got to make sure the mic is right, you got to make sure everything is right, the sound, all that. It's a lot harder than what it used to be, but I like the build-up. I like leveling up. I like doing things bigger than what I used to do it as. So it's a lot different, but it's a lot of work. 
And I realize that it's a lot of work, especially with YouTube. YouTube, you got to do a lot of things differently that you did on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is kind of similar, but YouTube is like, you got to be consistent. You you literally got to make a TV show. You got to be on it. Just like if you was to watch TV, people want to see that every day at a certain time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be on it. Is it you, you and a team or just you? Well, I have a team. Um, I just formed a little team. I'm trying to I'm trying to do something with us. I'm trying to grow us. I'm trying to, you know, expand us a little bit, get all the equipment that we need in order for us to level up and do all these things that we are trying to do as like short films or anything like that. Okay. But as of right now, it is me. Okay. But I'm talking to other people on trying to join my team. So let's let's take the team that you currently have in place and you you wake up on a Monday morning saying, hey, I got a great idea. Mm-hmm. Call your team. Everybody comes to your house or wherever y'all can congregate. Right. What happens next? Uh, well, we write it down. Um, we make sure we have time to shoot it. If we're, not shooting it at, if we're not shooting it that day, we make sure that we plan a day to shoot it and we knock it out as soon as possible and we edit it as soon as possible and we get it out as soon as possible. Because one thing that I did and used to do was procrastinate. So I'll be like, I'm going to do this idea, I'm going to do this idea, I'm going to do this idea, and never do it. And it's been like, it's got, I got so many notes in my phone that I didn't do. Ah. So it's like, I didn't get on it, I didn't jump on it as soon as I could, and they were all good ideas. And sometimes when you wait on ideas, somebody else come up with it. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. I should have did it. Right. But now it's just like, any idea I come up with, I'm just trying to shoot it as soon as possible. I'm trying to be one of the first people to come out with it. Because that's what you got to do. Right, right, right. So um, so you guys get together, you put the skit together, shoot it, edit, and then boom, put it out. Now, yeah. do you put out content, say, okay, I'm going to put out something new every Wednesday, every Thursday, or is it just as soon as it's done, we put it out? At this point, I'm trying to do it every day. Oh. So starting, you know, I ain't going to say when I'm going to do it. People just going to see it. Right. So I'm... I'm I'm planning on doing it every single day because with YouTube, that's the only way to really like really grow. Like they gotta see your face absolutely all the time. So in order for you to be known and seen absolutely all the time, you gotta post absolutely all the time. You know that's what I'm saying? True. So that's the lane that we on. <laughs> okay, so if you're posting every day, this is full time for you. Like there's no yep. side hustles, nope. no distractions. This is nope. it. this is this is it. That's it. Nobody has time for a job. Nobody has time for partying. Nobody has time for none of that. It's weekdays and weekends. We trying to knock it all out as soon as we can. And then when I find time to do something else, I do it. Nice. So, so that being said, do you have any hobbies? Um, I mean, I go to the gym. I just started doing some boxing. So I'm, I'm trying to get into boxing. I'm trying to, um, what else am I doing? Uh, I mean, sometimes I hoop. I play basketball. But that's pretty much it. Other than that, I'm trying to travel. I say I'm trying to travel more because I did do a lot of traveling like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get back to it because if I'm filming here, I might as well film everywhere. Right. So I'm trying to make myself national, worldwide, global. I'm trying to film in Japan if I can. Like That's, that's, that's what shit I'm trying to be on. So one of the people I did put in video was like Nick Cannon. Oh, how did that relationship form You know that you were able to put him in a video? Well, Nick reached out to us. Nick follows me on Instagram. So um, 
he reached out to us and we was in a commercial like around the first time I came to LA. Actually, that was the first time I visit. I, I came to LA. That was the first time I came to LA and we did a commercial for Radio Shack back then. Mm. And we was a part of it. He had a couple influencers in it and then I tried out for Wild and Out like maybe like a year after that. I didn't make it cuz they looking for rappers. So that was my that was my L, but you know they they all they they fuck with me so it's like it is what it is but so you couldn't do the freestyle battle at the end nah man rapping is not my thing i don't maybe i need to like sit down and practice because i love music i love rapping i love singing i just can't do it (laughs) (laughs) like if i had a ghostwriter i'd probably be the coldest thing walking (laughs) but you know i i I don't know It's, it's a lot but that's one of the things i was trying to get into but when i first did it and I went to the audition and everything I'm like damn they looking for rappers mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's got to be a confidence thing because it's like I'm confident in my acting I'm confident in my comedy but I just was not confident in my rapping <laughs> so yeah and for those of you that can hear the, the street traffic we are in a when y'all watch the video we're in a very beautiful what do we call this like a day room uh, Clubhouse? Like a rooftop? Yeah, a very <laughs> nice rooftop patio. We've closed it off, um, but it's hot than a motherfucker in here. Yeah, so I'm we, sweating. We left the door open, so yeah, there know, we go. Pardon, pardon the My noise. My phone got extremely it. hot. Yeah. I was like, yo. <laughs> so um, if you hear the outside noise, hey, hey, sometimes shit don't be perfect, you know? Um, so you tried out for Wildin' Out. Right. What was that experience like? Was this something that... It was actually dope. It was was dope being around all these people that I see on the show. Mm -hmm. It was dope being around these new people that's trying to be on the show. And it was just dope being around, like, all this creativity. Like, everybody moves at a fast pace. And I had to learn, like, damn, they fast with it. Boom, 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 boom. It's a lot of things I had to learn, but... You know, I th- I think that if I had the time, because it was it was kind of like a boot camp. Like they try to make you work and try to see who can survive at the end. Mm. So I was one of the people that didn't survive, but I love the process of it. Everything like they kind of teach you, even though that if you make it or not. Right. So it was a lot of experience. It was a dope experience. I don't look at it like oh, I was a waste of my time. I ain't make it. It's, it is what it is. But yeah, would you do it again? I would. I just gotta practice on my rapping. <laughs> yeah, and the crazy thing is, man, I got a seven year old house. When I say she loves the fucking wilding out shit, like man. she knows these episodes. I watched it. I, I I've been a fan since the first season. Nice. So for me to actually get an opportunity to go on wilding out and possibly be on the show was was good enough for me. <laughs> well, look, I'm a, I'm gonna do it. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're looking at the YouTube. Uh, we need to do what we can to get carry on wilding out. So, hey man, put, even if I'm a wilding out girl, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> show is dope. It is. So, so let's put it out into the universe, y'all. Hey, <laughs> if you know Nick, pull a string. You know, let's get. Well, I, D- on I, I DM Nick, and I was like, "Yo, let's work. Even if you're not putting me on wilding out, put me on something. Right? Like, let's create a movie. Let's create a short film. Let's do something." He was like, "Let's work." When I come back to LA, I was like, "Cool." So, I mean, nice. maybe if I hit him up again, we could do something. I know he, 
you know, he doing his thing right now, so I ain't gonna bug him. I ain't Man. gonna be one of them dudes that's in his DM every single day. But yo, I was in his DM for sure. <laughs> yo, Nick is the is the is the black Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, that dude work. That dude is a worker. So for sure. Um, all these fucking trucks going by. What oh, none shit. of these trucks going by when the door was closed? I promise y'all. Damn. Let's play a game. Oh shit! All right, here we go. I need one of them in my room. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask why. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not that type of show. Not that type of show. <laughs> um, two truths and a lie. Okay. And I have to ask first: Do you know how to play the game? I think I played it before. All right. But you can like uh, refresh my memory. So you're gonna tell me three things. Two of them are true. One is gonna be a lie. I'm gonna guess which one's the lie. Okay, so I got to bring up the truths and the lie. So two, two truths. Two truths. And one lie. And one lie. And I have to figure out of the three statements. Okay. So like. So I got to think of something. Yeah. Um, okay. So one, I've been homeless before. Okay. Uh, I've been in three serious relationships. And what's one? And I have a Yorkie. Interesting. Um, shit. I'll never get stumped. Normally, there's that one obvious that don't fit. But yeah. your author, yours is you know. Okay, we could teeter defense here. All right. Um. Three relationships, a Yorkie, and haven't been homeless. Um, I'm going to say, because you're passionate about your craft, I'm going to say that you have been homeless. Yes. Okay. Um, you're a young guy. Three relationships, that seems about right. So I'll say it's three relationships, but I'm going to say you don't own a Yorkie. Mm, Hold on. Wrong. Wait. <laughs> you got a Yorkie? Yes, I do. Like the little teacup, yeah. this this big. Well, Yorkie? he not that small. I think oh. he mixed with some, but he bought this big, bought this big. His name okay. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's funny. In my house, we had a conversation about dogs, and I said I want a Rottweiler. Mm. And my girl said she wants a teacup Yorkie, and I said, well. I have no problem having both dogs, but I have to get them at the same day yeah. because if I get Rottweiler first, he's going to eat this teacup Yorkie, you know, when I get it. Right. So I'm going to have a teacup Yorkie and a Rottweiler in my house here pretty soon. Oh, damn. So That's never a good mix. I mean, Don't let it be a boy and a girl. No, I'm going to do two girls. <laughs> I, you know, I got this thing about boy dogs, man. They, they like to pee on your furniture, man. I'd be wanting to... I mean, unless you get them fixed, but yeah. no, no nigga want that. You're right. <laughs> right. Poor guy. I ain't going to do him like that. So then the, the lie is the three serious relationships. Yes. All I've right. actually had four. <laughs> hey, close enough. But since you moved to L.A., relationships, I mean, are have to, they have to be different in L.A. than in Detroit. Relationships are different in L.A., man. Cause I hear the girls are the players too. Like I know niggas do their thing, but girls they they play the same game. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you never know who telling the truth and who not. And 
you know, you didn't get yourself caught up in this L.A. life and it's just not you. Yeah. So it's just like sometimes you got to step away from people and recoup. How do you keep yourself grounded um, with this, like you said, L.A. life? I just stay focused. Like it's so easy to fall off and go party and end up at a celebrity house and party with celebrities and be with all these social media influencers and man you just gotta stay you gotta stay on it sometimes you gotta be like nah i ain't gonna go out but it's a lot of people who feel so intimidated to go out like i need to go out like just because they see everybody doing it on the stories or they news feed or whatever they just feel the need to go out i like being by myself so i'm like i can stay at the crib most of the time i'm a grandpa anyway so i'm like I don't feel like going. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can dig that. You got an old soul. Yeah, pretty much. Unless it's my own birthday party. or. So you're more of a homebody than uh, out in the streets. Yeah, I like to stay home, watch some series on Netflix, play some 2K, play with my little Jimmy. <laughs> well, that didn't sound right. Play with, play with my dog. It's not Jimmy. that type of show, y'all. <laughs> play with my dog. You know, I got a dog. <laughs> um... Social media now has people wilding out, okay? Man. <laughs> and, and I saw this post the other day, and I, I fucking loved it, and I screenshot it, and I saved it. And it's like, don't believe what you see on social media. Right. People only post their wins. Right. Nobody posts L's. Like, I just, I just told my L. Like, that was one of my L's. And I don't have no problem telling my L's because I think the L's is what make you stronger. Right. So, you know, everybody in life ain't going to have wins right off the bat like you watch nba games and you see how many wins they get but they also have loss mm -hmm. but nobody talk about the loss as much as the wins true when the wins is just as important as the loss you just got to fix what you did right so people don't really look at the things that you got to fix i look at my l's like damn so next time i just need to do this and do that and do something different and then if i lose again then i gotta redo what i said and if i lose again it's like nigga Right. But I could tell if somebody gets so many L's on why they would give up. Like, so, so many people get so many L's, especially in this. Damn. Is that the same nigga? <laughs> but I can see why if somebody gets so many L's and they be like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. I can see where it can get how or how it can get there because you're overwhelmed with so many L's that you don't ever think you're going to get a win. But when you have that many L's, that means your win is coming. Your win is coming somehow, some way. But you just got to keep going. I, I firmly believe that. And Tiger Woods proved my point the other day. Mm. He took L's for like 10 years. Right. And then, boom, finally got the There dub. you go. And how old is he? And he just, I mean, you know, he just kept going, you know. I'm but like, Tiger's Damn. a legend. Yeah. And he still worry about his L's. So it's just like, you know, LeBron worry about his L's. Right. He's not in the playoffs right now, but what are you doing? He's trying to get that W next season. Right. If it can happen. I don't know if the Lakers can do that, but. <laughs> 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 like, LeBron, you know, I, I fuck with you, bro, but yeah. the Lakers, it's not looking like a good thing. They sure <laughs> Yo, here's a random, random thought. Uh, you said you traveled a lot last year. Yeah. I was, uh, 
I was in Oakland this morning, traveling down here to LA. And um, I'm on some real fuck the airport shit right now. Um, I paid $20 today for a breakfast sandwich and an orange juice. $19.15. Wait, for a what? For a breakfast sandwich and a fucking orange juice. Nineteen fifteen, And the girl said it to me and I looked at her and I was like, you bullshitting. She's like, no, he, he. Bitch, ain't nothing funny about this fucking nineteen dollars <laughs> You know what I'm saying? For a sandwich and a juice. <laughs> the devil is a damn lie, but I was hungry, so I had to get it. Damn. I don't think I could have did that. I, I hey, you know think, what, though? I think I went to a store today, actually, and I was trying to buy a belt, and it was like $28. I was like. Man, you better go to TJ Ross or Make it for a belt? Look. I'm at the van store, nigga. Mm. <laughs> this ain't Gucci. <laughs> Better go to the Gucci store. <laughs> I don't even know how niggas is paying three hundred or four hundred, uh-uh. almost a thousand for a belt. Yo, or some flip flops. When was the last time you went to Vegas? It's been almost a year. Okay, so you know Vegas. Um, when you're in a club, we kind of. I don't know how y'all do it, but I, how we do it. We, <laughs> we in a club, we you know see a young lady like, ooh, where y'all staying? And mm-hmm. then where she's staying depends on what happens next. She's oh, like, oh, man. I'm staying at Encore. Oh, okay, how you doing? Blah blah blah. She says, oh, I'm staying at Circus Circus. I'll be like, all right, man, I'm gonna let you. And we just Circus Circus. What, what is that? That is the cheapest hotel on the strip. Okay, but man, it's, it's usually supposed to be the other way around. Man, look at but it's it's these dudes coming out of Circus Circus Gucci head to toe, and I'm like, bro, we know that's fake because you just paid thirty dollars for a room. It may not be fake. That might be real, and that's the reason why they staying Maybe there. $30. <laughs> it's like, look, let's buy all this expensive shit and just buy the cheapest hotel. Right, so we can floss, and they think we got it. I'm like, nah, bro. Mm-mm. Until you want to take a bitch back to the hotel and... Circus, circus. You only got one bedroom with three niggas in it. Right? <laughs> oh, man. People or we just sleeping in our car. You know, we got the van. <laughs> got one of them kidnapper vans. Hey man, look, niggas will buy so much money for that van and will not get the hotel. They'd be like, "All right, cool, let's just change in the bathroom or something, and, you know, rock out." Nah, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> they, they, they go my man again with the cement truck. Um, it was the same truck. Same truck. <laughs> um, let's talk about front. All right. Since we on that, front. you know, I think we all front a little bit. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, I definitely do. When when is fronting? When is it too far? Like. Like, is there a limit? Like, okay. This I think I only do stop. I only do the little fronts. I'd be like, like, you know how I do kind of, I, I do the fronts that, you know, when couples break up and they be like, yeah, we living the best life. We ain't living the best life. <laughs> <laughs> like, she can't cook. Like, that's, that, that's the kind of front I do. But there's a lot of niggas that do, like, they be acting like they got a rental and shit. And I be like. Nigga, I saw you yesterday. You came out of a bus, nigga. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if you like, if you gonna do some front, at least be smart about it, cause niggas around you know your life. <laughs> right, right. Like, they know that you ain't got no career. They know that you ain't got no car. Mm-mm. So why you front? Yeah, I mean, I think in this day and age, man, just keep it one hundred, just for sure. Like, yeah, like, like I got. What's the fall of that? I, that's what I don't get. So, like, I'm in a rental car right now, but I don't live here. Right. So, I, I mess. I book through Enterprise because I'm like a silver, gold, or whatever million. So I just keep mm. going through them. 
Well, I was looking up reservations at LAX, and the luxury cars was $10 cheaper than the normal car. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to get the cheaper car. I mean, it's just right. me. I'm in L.A. long as I got a trunk to fit all my gear, I'm good. Right. The lady was like, well, you have a choice. Well, well what kind of car you got? I got <laughs> 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 so I'm in this Mercedes. and um, oh, Damn, for real? Yeah. I so, thought you was gonna say a Prius. Oh no, uh, <laughs> no, no. We gotta. Uh, I was like, that's the L.A. thing. Huh? I can't. I don't want nothing. I can plug in. <laughs> I shouldn't need gas. You want no hybrid? Nah, I'm cool. I mean, man, there's some nice ass hybrids out there, bro. You know, what kills me is the cars that, uh, and I've rented these before, where they stop at the light, like sounds like they turned off, and then you hit the gas and they like wake up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm at the light and I'm like, this motherfucker just cut off, like. I don't even know the number to call these people to tell oh, me shit is fucked up. Damn. It's the first time that happened to me. I think, I think that's just an age thing because those are the new cars. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. It took me 10 minutes to figure out how to get out of the goddamn parking lot in this Mercedes. It's got the little dial in oh, the middle. Oh, well, you got Yeah. Okay. That's well, how the Mercedes do. That's what I thought, too. So I'm messing with the dial, and I got all my radio and stuff, my Bluetooth set up. And I'm like, okay, well, now how do I shift the dial to go? And I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see no shit. And it's where the windshield wiper thing is. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I ain't fucking know that. But that's on the old cars. Nah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, on the old pickup trucks. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I got a little BMW the house. I just, you know, lower my little gear shift and keep it pushing. And I sat there and I was trying to fake the funk because people kept looking at me like, why is he still here? I'm like, oh, I'm just setting up my radio and adjusting the seat. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck to put this bitch in drive. That's why I'm still here. I think the only thing about that car is I didn't know how to put it in park, and you got to press the button to oh, put it in park. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's play another game Oh snap That's a beauty If I weren't doing sketch comedy I'd be An NBA player Nah, I'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> NBA was always my dream Like I wanted to go to the NBA That's every young kid dream But soon we realized that we suck at it And then we gotta do something else I don't necessarily suck at hooping, but it's a hobby. How? When did it become a hobby, though? Um, it became a hobby. Oh, like when I didn't look at it that way anymore. Like when you were say, "I'm going to the NBA." At what point, or you know, when you did you decide, okay, maybe this ain't gonna happen? When I graduated high school, and I was, and I thought I could be one of them niggas. Like, oh damn, I'm gonna go to the league straight out of high school. That didn't happen. Mm. So I was like, all right, maybe I can go to college and go straight out of college. That ain't happened. So I was like, ah, shit. Maybe I can play it in a movie. (laughs) 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 Maybe that'll happen. And I still got the opportunity to do that because they can cut out all the bullshit that they don't see behind the scenes. Right. They can make me look good. (laughs) (laughs) I can be good. (laughs) Did you play college ball? Uh, I played. I played at a community college. Okay, it was. It was like, like I was like, all right, (laughs) all right. Now I gave that torch to my brother. My brother is like a beast. Ever since my little brother beat me in basketball, I'm like, yeah, this shit not for me no more. That's when it became hot. <laughs> now he be like, nah, you know, you know, I'm retired. I'm retired. Cause you know, my brother he bigger than me now. He young. He only like 19, and he taller than me. And he he be working. Like he, I think he gonna be the next Steph. Nice. I told him I like 
come to LA. Let's go to Venice Beach, and you play all these niggas one on one. And whoever beat you, I give them a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's my white man can't jump shit there. <laughs> whoever can beat you, I give them a hundred. That's how much confidence I got in you. But if you lose, you make me look bad. Right. <laughs> nice. All right, Venice Beach, y'all. Keep on <laughs> that post. <laughs> maybe not a hundred. Maybe like fifty. How about I just get you in the skit for free? <laughs> you could be in the next. Matter of fact, I'll just get you some Chick fil A yeah. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> some people didn't get that joke. <laughs> I like that. You've done a ton of sketches. Right. What's your favorite one? Man, that's like saying what's my favorite movie. I don't have a favorite. Actually, I do. Um, cause every time somebody watches this video, they get the same reaction. They're like, "Oh my god!" And it was one of the videos I did where you have certain people saved in your phone as a certain name. Mm-hmm. So I actually watched it the other day, and I didn't realize how good it was until you know. For most of my videos, I don't realize how good it is until I watch somebody else watch it. So when I watched other people watch it and the reactions I got from it and people still posting it and I did it almost like a year and a half ago, it's like, wow, that's like, to me, a classic. So I created a classic that everybody remembers because of the plot twist. So I had certain names saved in as in the phone for my homies. Like one of my homies, his name was Jerome, but that wasn't his name. <laughs> So on the phone, I named I, I named him Jerome. He was like, "My name is not Jerome." I was like, "Damn, I thought you was a Jerome." Oh, yeah, <laughs> I seen that one. He's <laughs> like, "Fat ass nigga," because <laughs> I really just save people's names in my phone as anything, right? So, in, in real life, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> so if I don't, especially if I don't have a relationship with you or anything like that, I'd be like, "Dude, I met down the street." So how do you remember them when they call you or they text you? Um, usually with the text, I'll just keep the text thread so that way I can read up and be I like, remember. oh, okay, all right, I know who you are. Gotcha. <laughs> like, dude down the street one, his sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> but if they call me, it's a wrap. I don't, wow. I, I don't know. But like I'm under the weather right now, I ain't thinking straight. No, because one time a girl was texting me and we was talking for a good 30, 40 minutes. And I was getting her mixed up with this other girl I had in mind because they said things that were similar until she FaceTimed me. And I was like, whoa, wait. <laughs> I'm in a <the> shower. <laughs> I was like, damn, you know, uh, just, just remember what I told you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. Um, yo, what's the craziest thing that you guys have encountered while shooting a sketch? The cops coming through. For real. Like shutting it down know, or like. No, nah, they like pointed guns at us. What? <laughs> because we had guns. <sighs> <laughs> oh. So it was during the worst times in Houston, which is, you know, you know, Houston. But <laughs> yeah, it was one of those times. I think, I don't even know why we did it. My dad stays in like a rich a rich neighborhood where it's majority white people. So me starting off doing the skits, I was like, all right, I'm going to do a robbery skit. 
by the mall because the mall was like five minutes away. So me and my homeboy, we did a robbery skit and we put the phone on the dashboard, you know, and we did our thing and he was acting like he was robbing me. So I was still in the car and he pulled up with a hoodie and the fake gun and was like, yo, get out the car, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm acting. And then the next thing you know, we see like police cars pulling up and it was like, oh, shit, that's not part of the skit. <laughs> but it probably made for good, you know, good extra, yeah. Damn. But it was terrible because um, when they pulled up, the phone was in the car, so they thought it was real. So when they got out the car and was pointing guns at my homeboy first, they made him put his hands up and he walked backwards and had to get on the ground, like right. flat out. And then they saw me in the car and they thought I was like really getting robbed. So they was like, yo, get out the car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we filming, blah. I get out the car, I'm on the ground too. They both put us in the car, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, we filming, you know, you can see the video on the phone if you want to, it's what I do. Right. And he was like, he looked at my phone, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I follow you. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, you you funny. You, you the YouTuber. I'm like, yeah, can I get off the ground now? <laughs> man so that was by the grace of that that y'all got off or did they yeah i mean nothing really happened out of it because it was a fake gun and fake you know skit whatever right. but they they were serious <laughs> like i could have been a hashtag that day damn <laughs> damn that is crazy <laughs> but that's that's always been houston houston they a little bit extreme when it comes to certain things. Like I couldn't pull out the gun or I couldn't go outside and do like crazy shit because they'll think that I'm a crazy person in the neighborhood. And every single day the police was called and my dad was getting tired of it. At one point my dad was like, look, you're going to delete your Instagram. I'm like, I'd rather be kicked out. Damn. When I look at like, kind of scrolling through some years. I mean, you got 600,000, you know, likes and views on, on one video and, and, and all these things like that. When you have that many likes and views, I mean, what is that? I mean, you've been, like I said, you've been doing it for a while now, but when you see a video hit 600,000, you know, half a million likes and views, like that has to be a good feeling. It is. I think one of my biggest videos was 40 million on huh? Facebook. Yeah. How many shares do you have to have to get forty million? At least over, over a hundred k. Nice. Yeah. And what what video was it? Um, it's actually the video that got Sirac to notice me. Um, it was a video about a girl being more of a man than me. Ah. So she was doing all these things that made me seem like a punk. <laughs> so she was drinking more than me. She was pushing the car. She was playing sports better than me, boxing better than me, all that. Yeah. So uh, on the drinking scene where we were pouring Ciroc in the shots, I'm like, do you got a chaser? And she like, chaser, and she drunk all of our shots. <laughs> <laughs> were they real shots? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get it, girl. But I think she liked that in real life, so. Ah. <laughs> gotcha. She a, little, she a little on the rough side. All right. Ciroc. Yes. How did that partnership come to be i mean obviously based um, on the skit like you just said but 
Uh, I give all the thanks to my manager. He has the connections. He hooked all that up. Um, Ciroc, they was already like noticing me from some of the skits that I did. Um, one of the videos went viral with the Ciroc bottle in it. And they're like, oh, we'll give you a care package, blah, blah, blah. So they hooked me up for my birthday to, like a year or two ago. And then they did it again this year. So shout out to them. Shout out to Diddy and all them. Um, yeah, I mean, I just built a relationship with them. I know some people who work with them personally. And we just closed a, another deal, actually, uh, with De Leon. So we're trying to see what's up with that. And that's the tequila, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so De Leon is not my favorite drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got a really cool, weird top. Like Yeah, that yeah, the ball that? top. Yeah. I don't know. It it looks real fancy though. Yeah, it do, right? <laughs> and then it's got the little old English D on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They doing it, boy. Diddy knows how to do it, that's for sure. Boy. Man. Let me tell you. Are you a big, are you a big drinker? Uh I wouldn't say that. I mean, I drink only when I'm like partying and stuff, but I don't be at home and be like, oh, I need a drink. Gotcha. We're not <laughs> alcoholics as yet, you know. Yeah. We nah. still we still wake up and pee first. We don't go get a beer first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do got some bottles laying next to my bed, but that don't mean I'm an alcoholic. We say alcoholics go to meetings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'm more of a smoker than a drinker, so. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I think I'm the only person in Denver that doesn't smoke. For real? Damn. Well, I, well, as soon as I learned that they had creative weed, I was like, oh, shit. What's creative weed? Enlighten me. It gets you creative. Like, I'm already creative, but when you smoke that, you like. Like, God, for real? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Like, you ever seen that movie, uh, Limitless? Yeah, where he takes the pills. That's what it feel like. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I smoked that. I'm like, damn, I need to do like 10 skits today. Damn. <laughs> I could write a whole movie. Oh, damn, this nigga. Shit. But yeah, that creative weed is something else. Okay, okay. Made me think of some real creative shit. You know? <laughs> when you're, um, how do you, when you make skits, do you ever say to yourself, this song would be dope with this skit? Oh, all the time. I recently did one, I put a song in my short film. And that was my first uh, dramatic film that um, I got playing at a film festival that I'm actually hosting on May 4th. So if you want to get the info to that, I'll put it in my stories or whatever, send it to you. But that's my first dramatic film, and I put a song in that. And just from listening to the song, like it depends on the vibe I'm in or whatever mood I'm in. So when I was listening to this specific song, I put it in my video, and then I... It's a deep message in there as well that related it related to whatever I was dealing with in that in that moment. So songs really do help depending on what you're doing with it, especially if it's relationships or breakups or anything like that. It'll relate to people so heavy. So I try to I try to like if I am making a video with music, I'm trying to relate it to people. What uh, what can people listen to or like? What's in your iTunes or your Spotify lists? Man, it's all kind of shit. Like, I listen to a lot of R and B, a lot of rap, but I also listen to like I don't know. Like sometimes Beyonce. Sometimes it just depends on the moods. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. 
just because of my mama, I used to listen to a lot of Destiny's Child or Aaliyah or, you know, some of them OGs that made some good music. Like, I don't know no nigga that don't listen to Rock the Boat. Like, right. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Like, those are real songs that vibe with your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it it's whatever my mood is in, really. What advice would you give to young folks that want to be like you? Like me. Or you try to never do. be like me. No, I'm just playing. Or try to do but, uh, what you're doing. <laughs> um, what I had to learn and what I had to like envision for myself is that nobody is going to do it but you. I have a tat on me that says, nothing is going to be handed to you. You have to make it. You have to, you have to make things happen. Okay. Nothing nothing is going to be handed to you. You have to make things happen. My bad. <laughs> He's reading See, it look, look, look. I was trying to be spiritual, but I couldn't read that shit upside He's down. He's reading upside down, so I get the benefit of doubt on that <laughs> look, shit. Look, look, look. Like, wait, it's, it's right on here. your body. It's right there. All right. Nothing is going to be handed to you. You have to make things happen. All right. So I always live by that quote because nobody, I grew up with nobody giving me a helping hand. I had to get it all myself somehow, some way. So what I tell other people is that stop looking for handouts. You have to do it yourself. You have to work hard. You really have to buckle down and get yourself together. Like, focus is the main key. Like, I, I, I always have to tell myself to focus. Like, if I'm not focused, then I'm not going to do shit. Yeah. And it's a lot of distractions, especially in L.A. With relationships or whatever, like, distractions is there. And you just got to either learn how to work around it or just get rid of it. Yeah. So, you know, you got to get rid of the distractions and you got to work to get to where you want to be. So every day I look forward to working because I want to be at a certain place in my life. So I'm trying to be, you know, successful at doing what I love. But the only way I can do that is if I'm not letting other people get in my head or if I'm not letting distractions ruin my vision of where I'm going. So, yeah, it's pretty much what I have to say to people. Now, let me ask you this. Speaking of handouts and, and, and you know, whatnot, do you get people hitting you up in your DM saying, yo, man, put me on? Uh, All the time. But it's like I don't consider myself putting people on. Like I work with anybody if you got the same kind of hustle or drive I got. But I don't like just doing things for people and they don't put in as much work as I put in. Like, whether you have following or not, success or not, or a celebrity or not, my vibe with you is going to matter if you focused or if you teaching me something that I never learned yeah. or if I'm around something that I've never been around. You know what I'm saying? And that's a friendship, a relationship, a companionship, whatever. <laughs> Like you, if I'm learning something from you, then you're teaching me something new. So when you're sitting down and you're forming your own Avengers, yeah, what are you looking for? What qualities are you looking for in your team? I'm just looking for people who have my back the way that I have theirs. Like I want to see people succeed, and I want people to see me succeed. So if you're doing something to push me, like I don't. Like if you if you're pushing me more than I push myself, damn, there it go again. Let it be the same truck. 
shit. It is. It's either the same truck or we just buy a company with all them trucks. Yeah, something. <laughs> Sorry if they push you the same way. <laughs> yeah, so if they push me the same way, then it's just like, I want to keep those people around. I like positive vibes. I like people who work hard, and I like people who work even way more harder than me. They said, if you want to be around success, then you got to be around successful people. So, I had... um I've never necessarily had a really big circle, um, but I've got, you know, those handful of people in it. And a couple of months ago, Clay Thompson broke um, Steph Curry's record for most threes in the game. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that video, Steph threw his hands up in celebration before uh, Clay Thompson did. Right. And I said, yo, I need motherfuckers celebrating for me like Steph was celebrating for Clay. And he broke his record, you know? Right. When you get people like that on the unit, man, yo, it's and, and everybody's on the same page, man, the, the sky's the limit. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, if I win an Oscar for my movie, I expect my people to celebrate with me. Or if we in competition to get the same Oscar and, like, say my homie win the Oscar, I'm like, congrats, but I'm going for the next one. Right, <laughs> right. So it's just like, you can congratulate them, but you don't have to hate. No, you you just want to be there for people because just like when you look for people to give you a hand clap, because I used to look for it, especially like at graduation, like graduation is a huge example. Like when you graduate from high school and you walk in the stage and you expect this truck to roll past. (laughs) When you walking across the stage and you expect your family or somebody to clap for you, it's the same thing with success. Like, when, when, when you succeed in something, you want people to clap for you. And I know how it feels to be clapped for. So when I see somebody succeeding or they've accomplished something, I clap for them. Nice. Because they worked hard for it. They deserve it. Rather you think so or not, rather you think you're better than them or not, they want it. What you going to do to get it? <laughs> Have you ever been frustrated you know with your let's say your work ethic is a is a 10 and then and having a 10 work ethic like i have a 10 work ethic meaning i don't stop till it's done right i'll stay up for three four days it doesn't matter to me right but i have that same expectations of the people that are with me right i'm up you up but not everybody has that no nope. so how do you do you say okay you know what <clears throat> i'm just you know, a not, not a mere mortal, and you accept that they can't hang, or do you say, nah, I can't, I can't fool with y'all because y'all can't hang? Or do you say, okay, well, I'm up for three days, you was up for two, all right, that, that'll work. Nah, I learned that dragging people with you is not going to help you go up. It's either they got to have a better drive or they got to have an equal drive. Mm-hmm. And if it's not better, then I'm definitely not going to look at you and if you at least not equal, then I can't work with you. Okay. <laughs> it's like I can't learn nothing from somebody who only doing a two when I'm a five. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at people like Kevin Hart and all these people who had a 10, but I'm at a five, so what can I do to get to a 10? I can't be around people that are a two right. when Kevin is around people that probably are 20s. <laughs> so even Kevin are with people that are better than him, but he's just trying to get there. And the only way to get there is to be around people who's been there. So, 
Let's just, let's shift gears for a minute. Let's talk about acting. All right. What if someone were to play you in your life movie? Who would it, who would you cast? Damn. No. At the same time, I'm trying to look for somebody who looked like me, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Terrence J ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, if we want to like Oscar nominee, uh, Oscar nominee, then I would say Michael B. Mm. Okay, okay. Because I mean, I seen Creed and I seen how passionate he was in that, and how serious and. His acting was like really like you could just you could just feel it. And whoever choreographed those fights, there was times that I thought, yo, he took that one on the chin for real. Well, like, I did hear I don't know if it was in the, the movie that recently came out or the last one, but I did hear that somebody broke his jaw. Mm. <laughs> so I don't think them shits some of them shits is real. Okay. <laughs> that's that's dedication. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you really got a box in order to even do all of that. Yeah. And like I said, I'm getting into boxing now, so I don't know if I could do a boxing movie, but shit, if it's going to give me an Oscar, then I'll do it. So it sounds like you said I've been listening, not that I've been counting, but you said Oscar at least half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, that, is that a goal of yours? Oh, man, that's like every actor's goal to at least win something that people can be like, damn, he really worked hard on that. And that's, I mean... I look at that for anything. Like when I work hard on a video, a skit, when I work hard on a dramatic film, or if I'm ever booked in a movie, well, I'm not going to say is, if, when I'm booked in a movie or a TV show, I'm looking to be the best. So I want people to remember whatever episode or movie it was and be like, damn, he really put his heart into it. Um, What's your dream role? Like what's, what could you land and it be like, oh, this was made for me? Um, I don't know. Actually, you know what? That's a bad question. Let me ask a different <laughs> question. Do you write your own scripts? Like, do you want to be a you know, movie director and all that stuff? Or are you just I do. I, I do write. I do write. I produce. I direct. I like doing all of it. I know eventually it's going to be harder the bigger I get, but I'm willing to put like a whole movie together on some Jordan Peele shit if I can really like put all of it together and get it all out the same way he did. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be the right team. That's that's pretty much it. Right. Like you got to have a team of writers, you got to have a team of directors, a team of entertainers, of videographers people who just know what they're doing like i can put my vision on the table but to get it exactly how you want it you need the right people now let's say you you you're right now you're kind of doing you're wearing all the hats for your for mm-hmm. your skids are you somewhat of a control freak i'm not a control freak i'm i'm not a control freak but i do like things done a certain way that's what all control freaks say <laughs> <laughs> i like I'm not I'm not too picky about things. Like if somebody like threw a opinion in there and I liked it better than what I had, then I I'll go with it. Right. So I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm a hundred percent a control freak, but 
if it either fits what I like or is even better than what I like, then I work with it. So when it comes to acting, are you trying to, um, you know, you've got your dramatic skits, you've got your comedic skits. Are you trying to be all of those things or are you trying to focus on one and then try and branch off? And I, I use Kevin Hart as an example. Um, I took a friend of mine to go see his last movie, uh, The Upside or... I thought that was a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah. Because it had just enough comedy in it that it was still Kevin Hart. He still did his thing. But you saw him in a different role. Right. You know, it was dramatic. It wasn't that cheesy, corny shit he did with uh, Tiffany Haddish. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Um, High school movie. Dude, I used to work for Blockbuster for five years Damn. as a manager. And I got five free rentals a week for five years. I've seen so many movies. If a movie doesn't catch me at the beginning, shit's in trash. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a super movie critic. Um, but that I would say that movie ended very different, though. I thought it was going to be cliche, but it yeah. ended different. Yeah. Um, so what are your what are your acting goals? You know, what, what do you um, for anything that I put myself in? I just want people to feel where I'm coming from. So it's great to do videos that. I write because that's 100% where I'm coming from and mm-hmm. they can show people like what I feel when I wrote it or at that moment or during that time or whatever. But even if I book a role, oh, I need to stop saying if, when I book a role, I still want people to feel. Like when you watch, when you watch like these top-notch actors and they're doing their thing in the movies and it's a certain scene in the movie and you feel it like, damn, like you either feel the chills or you feel yourself about to cry or whatever. At that moment, you feel exactly what they feel. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh shit. Somebody going to jail. <laughs> they coming right on the street. Feel like you in New York. <laughs> <laughs> damn, it's the longest one inside right ever. Okay, go yeah, but when, when, when you're watching those and you feel what they feel at that moment, then it's like, damn, like, that was deep. Right. And then that's when you recognize that the acting is top-notch because they put so much into this character that they're playing that you believed it. Who are your favorite actors? I like Taraji, and I really see myself as a male Taraji, like, if I relate myself to anybody, then it would be her because she has great comedy. She has great energy mm-hmm. and her acting is so top notch. Like I fuck with it dearly. Um, of course, Will, I've always said, Will, he, he always come out with these phenomenal movies and put all his emotions into his character. Um, there's a lot of actors. Uh, if we're going into action, I like Jason. Jason Statham, mm. if I'm saying his last name right. I don't think I ever say it right. But I like I like the action because he's one of those guys that people don't really think of off the bat, but he's, like, phenomenal at what he do. Mm-hmm. And I like Idris. Idris is a good one, too. I like the movies that they let him do where he uses his real voice. Yeah. And his real accents. Mm-hmm. Other I didn't even, for the longest, I didn't think that was his accent at all. Really? Yeah, I was like. From watching like Daddy's Little Girls and all the movies, I'm like, oh, this. 
it's a nice black brother right here. But <laughs> then you see him in Takers. You know, <laughs> when did this dude become I'm British? Like, Damn, that accent is really good that he doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> he must have studied hard on that. <laughs> I'm like, damn. See, that's the great thing about being an actor too. When you learn all these things, because I'm really trying to learn Spanish. I'm trying to be, you know, bilingual. Is that how you say it? Bilingual, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be that way. Hold on, wait. Why'd your voice get all? I'm trying to be bilingual. Like, whoa. I don't know. That's the, uh, that the that's that the, the radio Spanish, voice, the, the Spanish soap opera voice. <laughs> no, nah, because I, I didn't know if I was gonna say it right or wrong. Oh, okay, so I was, gotcha. Like, I was trying to change my tone of voice, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, for now, those are the people I can think of that are like will put an impact on me. I would say that. What what movie? What role? Can you say that you've seen, you can just pick one or two, that you like, man, that's the best fucking actor I've ever seen in my life? Mm. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness was one. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, oh, wait. Well, both of them would be Will, Pursuit of Happiness and what he did on Fresh Prince. Yeah. For me, I, I knew Denzel was good. Oh, damn. I don't know why I forgot about him. But when I seen Denzel and John Q, oh, yeah. I'm on my couch. We crying. Get that boy a heart. Like, we got sucked in. Like, we was in the waiting room in the hotel, at the hospital. Yeah. And I think that's the first time I've seen a movie that pulled me in like that. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, they don't even make top five for me. Right. But that performance it was incredible. Is, is a top, top three, top two easily. And when you see shit like that, and it's like, he didn't win an Oscar for that? But he won an Oscar for training day? Yeah. Come on, man. Nah. So my son is going to bury me. Right? <laughs> he was, <laughs> hey, he felt that shit. Like, and, and, and I think, too, with having Eddie Griffin in there for that little bit of comic relief helped it, too. So they casted that just perfect. Right. Um, but um, top three favorite movies. Damn, man. In order, one, two, three. It's hard questions. Uh, I like Men in Black. Men in Black, for some reason, is my favorite. Uh, Training Day is one of my favorites, too, though. Um, I don't think I have a third. There's so many movies, like, I can't necessarily call these movies my favorites. I'll tell you my top three. Bad Boys. Damn. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, when people bring up certain movies, I'm like, yep. When that one but came Bad Boys out, 2 is my favorite. But what ha- See, and I prefer the first one. But what happened with me was when it's like a, uh, I don't know, I did this in music. I like a rapper. All right, cool. So like, I, I like Jay-Z. All right, so now everything to me that Jay-Z does is going to be dope. But now what makes Jay-Z doper to me? Well, the beat. So then I started listening. Who's the producer of this track? Who's the producer of this track? And so I started following producers because I already like Jay-Z. Right. You know? So I'm already a fan of Martin. I'm a fan of Will and Denzel and these guys. Well, who's directing these movies? Who's producing these movies? And then that's when I found out about Jerry Bruckheimer. Damn. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Damn. Jerry is. Yo, 
I'm such a fan of Jerry Bruckheimer's. I legitimately like wrote Bad Boys Three script like five, ten years ago in my sleep, and uh, this was right when The Rock was like starting to become big shit. And I was like, yo, they should be on vacation in Hawaii. And, you know, Martin sees something. He's, you know, about to retire. He's retired now. Mike's still on the force. I'm just giving the whole storyline now. And then, um, you know, he sees something happen. You know, his police instinct makes him follow it up, even though he's retired. And The Rock is, the, is like the Hawaiian, you know, boss. And they got to deal with him. Mm. Could you imagine those three people in a Jerry Bruckheimer film? Action box office. Like, that's like bad boys mixed with Fast and Furious. Man. <laughs> Have you seen the preview for this uh, Shaw and uh, Man? That's why I said Idris. See, and I want to get behind it, and I said yeah. I want to, except Idris got that weird alien strength shit, and that's what uh, fucked it up for me. They ain't fucked it up for me. I'm like, damn. They if they ain't choose somebody perfect for that, that's that's crazy. Could he be Bond? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with his accent. <laughs> they tried to. <laughs> I think Bond is only good really 100% for his accent. Yeah. <laughs> See, and they tried to say, well, you know, from a movie aspect, black dude walk into a room full of white folks, you don't blend in. You can't be a spy. She is. It, it makes sense in that aspect, yes. <laughs> but that's not how it came out. You know, initially it was like, nah, he can't do because he's black. Like, come man. on, man. This dude is ice cold. Exactly. Man. Like he he, he he a beast. I think he replaced Will in uh, Suicide Squad too. I saw something about that. Yeah, I was like, if anybody replacing Will, it could be him. But why did why didn't Will do the second one? They didn't like him in the other one. Really? Uh, I don't know why. I thought he did phenomenal in that. Yeah. Like I think that's one of the only reasons I watched it. But it just may be because I'm a fan and shit. So. See, and I think I watched it for the girl who played um, Harley, whatever. I can't think of her name. is Megan. Harley Megan. Queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she did a really good job. She did. And then they had the chemistry because she was in that other movie with Will. Yeah. The, uh, where they were stealing shit. Yeah. I just saw that the other day. For the first time? No, 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 no. It just oh. happened on TV. <laughs> I was like, dang. All right. All right. Let's play a game. All right. We call this rapid fire questions. All right. I'm going to ask you some questions. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right, here we go. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Double dipping? So if you got ranch and a carrot, right? Back in some more. At a party? At a party. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's just me and another person, maybe. But no. Well, actually, it's, it has to be a girl. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> um. What's something you could eat for a week straight? Nachos. Coffee or energy drinks? Energy drinks. If you could have any three people over for dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Nipsey. I would have Bernie Mac. And, well, all these people might be gone. Uh, maybe Prince. Which leads me oddly enough to my next question: Michael Jackson or Prince? Uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, when you relate them to, then uh, Michael, yeah. Michael. All right. What's the first cassette tape VHS? I'm um, sorry, cassette or vinyl that you owned, music-wise? Cassette tape. 
Shit, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember the first CD, but not the cassette. All right, what's the first CD? I forgot y'all a different generation. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Like cassette, yeah, my mama had. <laughs> but the CD, I probably had like a little Bow Wow or Chris Brown CD. I do you still have it? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my iPod. There you go. <laughs> if the toilet paper roll is really low but not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for somebody else? I replace it. All right. First concert you ever attended? Little Wayne. What show on Netflix did you binge watch last? Did I watch last? Binge watched. What does that mean? Like where you just sat and watched the shit like all day. Like uh, fuck. What was the name of that show? It was the one with the suicide and all that. I forgot the name of it though. With the um, with the kids. Yeah. The uh, umbrella people. Nah, no. it was about the girl killing herself, and then they had the tapes where she was telling her story and all oh, that. I, I forgot the know. name of it. That sounds depressing. Uh, it was interesting and depressing. Damn. All right. What was your first car? A Dodge Avenger. What would someone have to pay you to fight Mike Tyson? A billion dollars. Well, actually, now probably a million. Shit, Mike. Mike still look like he'll knock <laughs> somebody's head off, y'all. Like shit. Maybe one point five. Okay. <laughs> if you stub your toe on the corner of the bedpost, what's the first thing out your mouth? Fuck. Fill in the blank. If Oprah walked in that door right now, I'd. Fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to be rich. <laughs> All right. Let me off. be a side nigga. It's, all, it's off on the game. So step and show up at your door. <laughs> That's cool. We can share. <laughs> all right. Um, Tupac, dead or alive? Alive. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Look at my phone. And final question. Oh, no, I got two questions. If someone goes to high five you and halfway up, you see they have six fingers. Do you high six them or do you pull back? I pull back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, my nigga. Yo. There you have it. Um, where can people find you? I am Carrie Boy with the I-M-C-A-R-E-Y, like Mariah Carey, and then the boy. So it's either I am Carrie Boy or it or it's just Carrie Boy. And then if someone wants to book you, um, get in touch with you, join the team, try out for your team, where can they contact Well, you, you can either contact my manager, I am Jay Blaze, it's in my bio, or you can just email me, which is in my bio as well. There you have it. And are you um I always like to ask people on, on your social media, are you um uh, accessible? Like if somebody sends you a legit message, not some old corny shit, but a legit message. You know, do you tend to respond? Oh, I look at all my DMs. For it may not seem like I don't. Damn, there we go again. We just used to it right now, but um, it may not see. It may seem like I get a lot of DMs, but I don't. <laughs> so if you DM me, I will see it. Well, I delete all my DMs that are unnecessary, so I'll see your DM. Gotcha. All right, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Y'all make some noise for Carrie Boy. Hey. <laughs> yeah.
That's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. To see the full video interview, go to youtube.com slash DJ Suave. Make sure you subscribe and rate this episode and share with your friends. See you next week on The Stoop with Suave.